Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, we're joined by our Northwest Division expert, Spencer Frank, here to break down the past week of NBA action for the Jazz, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Thunder, and Trailblazers. Spencer, starting with the Jazz, they're first in the West, and it looks like they've been holding it up pretty well this season, but what what, what has this last week kind of showed for you? Yeah, they're definitely holding it up. Still jumping out at me is Mike Conley's performance. He's continuing to score the ball really well. Um, and as a team, they're continuing to score the ball really well. They actually set a first half three-point record this week with 18 threes, besides obvi- the obvious shooting display in that game. One thing that really stuck out to me was Donovan Mitchell's passing performance in that game, just to really slow the game down and be a point guard. And he was running off pick and rolls with Rudy, with Rudy Gobert. And when you have a big who's that good, you obviously have to honor him defensively, which just opens up the floor for guys to get wide open three looks. And they were definitely hitting that night. They did have a nine game win streak, but it was snapped by their loss to Dallas earlier in the week. And then another tough game this week was against the Suns. They lost by four in overtime. They just really had trouble containing Devin Booker. He was able to get to his spots and and really close the game out. And I think this holds true to Jazz for the rest of the year. They just have a target on their back. I think teams are really trying to expose every weakness they can in the Jazz. And when they're really ramping up the prep because they know they're the number one team and all these teams in the West, like Phoenix, are coming to knock you off. So they really got to bring it every night. Uh, They're playing Portland tonight, which is a division game for them. And I really like how these teams match up. I think both teams are really deep offensively and both teams have great guard play. And it could be a potential matchup in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see how that game goes tonight. Interesting stuff there. I mean, and another team that's really killing in your division, obviously, would be the Nuggets, right? With a, with a huge win streak and Jokic just being what everyone's kind of considering to be the MVP this year. I mean, how can you kind of give us a little more insight as to what's happening for them in this run? Yeah, they're probably my favorite team in the division. They're 4-0 on the week, adding to that seven-game win streak. And that's just another team that's really, really deep. They have guys off the bench who could probably be starting for a handful of teams in the league. And they just added Aaron Gordon, who really isn't known as the offensive guy, but he came in and put up 24 points against his former team when they played Orlando this week. And I think he can do that night in and night out if guys are off or they need a, a scoring spark or whatever the case may be. He's a guy who can can go get a bucket. And actually in that game, they were down 18 at half and their coach, Mike Malone, said it was the worst half of the season. And something I really liked was in the NBA, we typically see when the team starts out slow like that, they typically just fold and, and kind of mail it in, not really counting some of these regular season games as a huge deal. But they were able to fight back and Aaron Gordon actually led that fight and were able to come back and get a win. They're really sharing the ball well recently, too. They have so much depth, like I said, and, and they do a really good job getting everyone involved. And that starts with point guard Jamal Murray. They're actually second in assists per game in the league right now. I think their depth is just going to cause a lot of issues in the playoffs, whoever they match up with in that first round. And this win streak does give them the potential to move up in the standings and give themselves a different look for that first round. They're only half a game back from the third seed Clippers right now. Great stuff there. And they're completely flipping the script to a team that really has been struggling all season, but still obviously we're hopeful for the future and, and thinking of how they can kind of develop guys during this season. Uh, what are you kind of seeing out of the, out of the T-Wolves? Yeah, they're definitely just in a developmental stage. The biggest thing for them was D'Angelo Russell finally got back out on the court this week and finished with 25 in his return after his knee surgery against the Kings. If they can keep guys healthy and use this last stretch of games to develop chemistry with their core guys, I really think that's got to be the main focus point. Really do have a good, young, strong core of guys. And if they can keep them all on the floor together to develop some future chemistry, I think they'll be okay. 
Speaking of development, they have some younger guys and some some guards on two-way contracts that are really getting a chance to be on the ball a little bit more. They have a point guard, Jordan McLaughlin, who's been a two-way guy, and he's been getting some run up with the Timberwolves, and he's shown what he can do and his ability to set up guys and make plays at the point guard position. And I think that could be a big piece for him backing up D'Angelo Russell next year. On a, on a similar note, the Thunder, look, they've been on a big losing streak lately. But overall, I mean, going into the season, obviously after what they did last year, we, were, we all were pretty optimistic about them. What do you kind of see this going? Do you think this is going to be something that's going to persist for the rest of the season yeah i think i think it will kind of linger on the rest of the season especially after losing shea to an injury i think they're really a team just struggling to find their identity with all the missed games and all the injuries right now they have darius basley lou dort and mike muscala along with shea all out and these are guys who start and are big pieces for the team so they're really just struggling to find their identity right now. Kind of similar to the Timberwolves. They really haven't been able to build that chemistry with all those guys healthy and on the floor at once. After seeing the, what they were capable of in the bubble in the playoffs last year with a healthy team, and they also ha- will have a high draft pick and they'll use that. They could add a cornerstone piece. Also having a full offseason to prep for next year. I think they could be a team that could be in the mix next year for sure. It's always good to see that there's a, there's always a bright side with some of these teams. And then I'm moving over to the Blazers. They obviously looked at the upgraded at the trade deadline. And I'm curious to, to see how that new, those new additions are kind of playing out for them. Yeah, they're playing out really well. Uh, we talked about how great of a fit Norman Powell is for that team. And, and he's fitting in real quick. He's finding his spot and really just crushing it at his role. He had 32 against the Clippers the other night. And the biggest thing for him, I think the upgrade is the consistency of scoring where Gary Trent could score, but I don't think it was at as a consistent level as uh, Norman Powell can. So he's fitting in great with them. And I'm really excited to see once they get to the playoffs, what he can do. They're another team, like a couple teams in this division. That's just such a deep team offensively. They're top five in points per game in the league. And bringing in Powell just added even more offensive firepower. They did drop a couple games this week. Um, nothing to work, nothing to worry about too much. But I'm excited to see their upcoming games in the next few, in the next two weeks. They have Utah on the schedule, Boston, another game against the Clippers, and then a Denver game. And I'm really excited to see how they stack up. And and with those teams, I think what they really need to look to do is kind of gain some momentum going into the playoffs. They're losing to some Western Conference teams by bigger margins than expected. So I really think they got to take this time in this last stretch of the season to gain that momentum. Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, we're joined by our Central Division expert, Zach Carson, here to break down the past week of NBA action for the Bucks, Bulls, Cavs, Pacers, and Pistons. Zach, tell us a little about the Bucks this week. Obviously, they didn't have Giannis for a good part of it, but they still were able to pull out some some pretty good games, and, and, and they looked like a pretty solid, solid team for most of it. Uh, yeah, the Bucks, the Bucks have been funny recently. So they've been on a nine-game winning streak, then a four-game losing streak, and then a five-game winning streak. They're just, they're, they've been so streaky this year. But Giannis has a slightly concerning the issue where he's been resting because of soreness in warmups during the game against Portland, where he ended up scoring 47 points on 18 of 18 shooting inside the arc. And there was a scary scene pregame where he was about to do a move with assistant coach Ben Sullivan and he grimaced, he like dropped the ball, grimaced and held his knee. He ended up playing and dropping 47, but he has not played since, but the Bucks have pretty much made it clear that the regular season no longer matters. They've solidified the three seed. If they get a two seed or maybe one, great, but they're not pushing for it. So they're just, their their main focus is to be fully healthy for the playoffs. So we had another one of the 
games where they rested their starting five. And so we had rookies like Jordan Nwora, uh, Sam Merrill, Axel Tupan getting starts. Jordan Nwora had a career high 24 points last night against Charlotte. Uh, Jeff Teague, who we recently acquired for free, had another 15 point game. He's been great. We definitely robbed Boston, but they've looked good. The, the young guys have looked good. And then Jeff Teague, obviously, who's not young, but he's a new buck. But yeah, they're their their goal is not to win is to be it's to be healthy interesting stuff there in terms of what their mindset is going into all these games and you can't wait to see how the rest of the season plays out for them but moving over to the bulls they're a team right now that's obviously a lot has changed with them um and in terms of obviously zach levine scoring outbursts but also the recent uh, the move they made at the trade deadline maybe one of the biggest moves that we we, we saw at the at the deadline uh what are you kind of seeing from them and and how do you think that's uh, that's going to evolve for them as, as time goes on yeah vucevic has been playing really well for them the chemistry is really building you could see during one of the timeouts that uh, Zach Levine was actually drawing up a play with Booch. There, yeah, the chemistry is forming day by day. They had a three and two week. Levine, you guys just saw drop fifty last night, uh, even though they lost by twelve, which seems crazy. Vucevic had twenty five and ten, and they are uh, they're a playing team right now. I think they're the nine seed, so they got something to fight for. So they're going to be fun to watch for the rest of the year. How about looking over to things with the, the Pacers? They obviously a team that things have kind of been changing up for them as, as recently. What are you kind of seeing from them and, and where do they go from here? Pacers had a three and two week. Aaron Holiday had 20 points. Doug McDermott had 19. Seeing Aaron Holiday's scoring outburst that game was pretty fun to watch. His brother Justin didn't play, I don't believe. Uh, for the Pacers, they had a three and two week. Uh, Aaron Holiday scored 20 points off the bench in only 23 minutes. Doug McDermott had 19 off the bench. Sabonis had a 16-15 game. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon struggled and has been struggling recently. Uh, Edmund Sumner has been playing well as a starter, as their fifth starter. But yeah, the Pacers have been, I'd say, pretty underwhelming this year, and especially as of late. They're also a playing team, but uh, at 24 and 27, I wouldn't be surprised to see their record slip a little bit. And thinking about a team like the Cavs, they obviously, whether it's big win streaks, big losing streaks, moves at the deadline, maybe maybe even a little bit before the deadline, what are we kind of seeing from them and, and what can we hope to hope, hope they can close out the season with? Darius Garland has played really well. He had 37 the other night, a career high. They've won their last two games by a total of 51 points. They've been blowing out their, the teams lately. Uh, Sexton and Garland combined for 48 last night. Uh, Kevin Love had a double-double, 18 and 11. And the newly acquired Isaiah Hartenstein had eight points and 11 boards. He's looked good recently. Still getting used to the new fit coming from Denver for JaVale McGee at the deadline. But yeah, they've been, they are, uh, they're surprising me with the way they've been turning their season around a little bit. Captains over the Pistons, obviously they were a little bit underwhelming to start the season. It looks like after the Blake Giffen trade, things were starting to make me make a little more sense and they kind of understood their identity a little bit better. Um, what, what are you kind of seeing from them as, as we wrap up this week of Central Division action? Well, Detroit has still yet to win a game against a Central Division opponent, but the on the bright side, the newly acquired Corey Joseph had 24.7 assists last night where they beat the Kings by 12. Killian Hayes is back, which is great. It's good to see him back on the court after his labrum tear. Uh, but yeah, they're 16 and 36. They're not really playing for anything besides pride and to get their young guys on the on the floor, getting some work in Sadiq Bay as well. 
So Zach, I know you're going to the Bucks game this weekend against the Orlando Magic. Tell us a little bit about the, a little bit about that game, um, what you're excited for, and kind of what you predict to be the final score. So after Chris Middleton's abysmal six of twenty-seven shooting night the other day before he was rested against Charlotte, um, I expect him to have a tremendous bounce back game. I would not be surprised to see him score thirty, but I have the Magic winning this game. I think it'll be a, a close game. I'd say I'd give the Magic by five. 